pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome everyone to Gun Funny episode 143. Today I'm going to be speaking with Ava Flannell, not Flannel, Flannell. Today we're going to be talking about the protests in Michigan against the governor extending stay-at-home orders and how difficult it is to access to a dog's Facebook account. And discuss the GAU Hive ASWD survival rifle. It's a quite the title, but we're going to survive with it. I am your host, Vaughn, a.k.a. The Man Spot. So, uh, Ava, how Vaughn, are you today? Vaughn, that was my job. Uh, we know that, but you do such a good job all the time with it, I thought I could help you out. Okay, that's great, yeah. I'm sure my listeners are going to be super confused. I literally told you, hey, just hold on a second, I'm going to chug this bottle of vodka, but cool, I appreciate it. You're a good friend, you're looking out. I appreciate Listen, it. I just want everybody to know that's how long it takes her to chug a bottle of vodka. There's, yeah, I'm not. I did the whole intro. Yeah, I'm not an amateur. I took a long time in my book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Before, you know what? I'm just going to bite my tongue and I'm going to talk about manicure arms. Have you ever held a CZ Bren, the 805? Yeah, I actually have three of them, believe it or not. For real? Yeah, I Dang, do. I'm I jealous. Believe, yeah, I love CZ and the Brens. That's like a go-to rifle. Short story, I bought my wife a Scar Light for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, yeah, this is okay. And the reason she wanted that gun is because we went out and shot at the range. And she's like, I love this gun. And then after she shot my CZ Bren, she was like, I love this gun. So, of course, I had to go get her a CZ Bren. Now that's her go-to rifle. Dang, such a good husband. I thought you were going to end the story totally different and say, I wanted the scar, so I bought it for her for Christmas, knowing that she'd be like, oh, that's so sweet, and then never use it, and then suddenly you just accumulated a new gun. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she's, she's a little more prideful than that. She doesn't want to share. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you should consider getting some parts for your brands. Right now, Manicore Arms, they have all of their accessories are in stock. So that's the M-Lock 4N, charging handle, safety selectors, all kinds of stuff. Check it out, manicorearms.com. Don't forget to use that code GUNFUNNY15. That gets you a 15% off. I'm actually really going to check that out. That's, yeah, that's, and okay. if I use your code, that won't charge me 15% more. That actually give me a discount. <laughs> the industry. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> All right. So I'm laughing because I forgot that you can't hear the music. <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't so, shit. so I was just, I was just playing another, uh, <laughs> another intro to deconstructing the industry. And there you are blabbing again <laughs> while I'm trying to play the intro music. <laughs> it's, it's okay. We're just going to roll with it for now on. I'm just going right. to give you a little heads up. Hey, okay. If you could just, not talk and then and this is where the editor cuts it right the, all right editor this is where you're going to cut it this is where i'm getting on the same page okay so when i hear you talk that's the green light for me to keep talking <laughs> yes got it yep <laughs> we crystal clear now all right editor now we're back <laughs> uh, i don't think he should edit that part out i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> all right for people who don't know who you are i've had you on the show before we met actually at the smith and wesson factory and that was last year. So you've been a guest prior, but I thought you'd come back on. We talk about some cool, interesting stuff because there's just lots of things happening right now. 
And I also forgot to get a guest. So I just called in a favor to a friend. Anyways, if you could tell listeners what you do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm primarily known in the gun industry for making or trying to make viral videos. Some are funnier than others, but mainly just entertaining factor. Whether it's good entertainment or bad entertainment, that's up to you. But a lot of people like uh, that I'm a collector of firearms. I'm by no means a professional with my firearms. I'm just a patriotic American that likes to stand up for our constitutional rights. And I exercise that through (laughs) spreading freedom and buying as many guns as possible. And mainly just being an advocate for the Second Amendment. And just remembering if we lose any of our rights, then most likely our Second Amendment right is going to go first. And that's foremost what I try to stand up for the most. Yeah, definitely. I love, I actually, I really love what you do. And I think your videos are hilarious. It always seems like your videos show up when I'm having the worst day. And I'm just like, oh, okay, what is this guy up to again? Uh, let's. And then by the end of it, I'm just dying in laughter. So, so you've brightened up a lot of my day. So thank you for that. You actually- oh, well, that's mission accomplished. Yeah. You come up with all of your own skits, which I think is kind of brilliant. Yes, content creator is mainly the main title of what I do. So I write the content, create it, go out there, and I have a videographer with me. So I tell them where to get the shots, how to get the shots, and I tell people what to say, how to say it. So I'm director, actor, pretty much Kevin Cosner, you know, in all his (laughs) films that he does. But of course, just on a lesser budget. But yeah, primarily just have a good time, make people laugh, and it's mainly humor within the gun industry or people who like guns. And you have all your different characters too. I do. I do. Kind of like your character as well. My the one that people love the most is I still need to get a name for him, but he's the liberal character as everybody calls him. Yes, I love him. He works at the gun store and yeah, he's pretty funny. Yeah, and he hates working out the gun store. And for I those know. listeners who don't know, I, I did an episode about this liberal character who had this great plan to be a millionaire uh with affirmative action behind him, trying to get a job at a gun store and when Obviously, since he's so liberal, he was like, they will never give me a job here. And then I will sue them for a million dollars because of affirmative action. And then lo and behold, the people at the gun store are just like, yeah, you're hilarious. You are hired. You're hired. <laughs> Plan backfires. And now he works at the gun store. Oh, boy. We really need to come up with a name for him. Yeah. You're going to help. Maybe Cinnamon. Maybe, you know. That's <laughs> yeah. No, that could be like a stripper name. We need something a little bit more professional during the day. You're right. Good call. Good call on that. That's why you're here. Maybe Clyde. He kind of looks like a Clyde. He kind of does. And and for those listeners who obviously tuned into when I was a guest the first time, we had an incident up at Smith & Wesson with cinnamon and coffee. So it's an inside joke. Yeah. On that one. So that's... <laughs> I actually, I didn't say this on the show, but I did send you a Christmas gift and it was a shirt that says, I love cinnamon. Yeah. It made me furious and (laughs) happy. Wouldn't it have been funny instead of people sending glitter bombs, if I poured cinnamon all over the shirt and then when you opened it, cinnamon went everywhere. (laughs) That actually would have been hilarious. I would have had PTSD of embarrassment at the coffee shop. So for those of you who don't know, I was just supposed to put a dash of cinnamon on my coffee, but somebody unscrewed the lid. So I ended up with half a cup of cinnamon in my coffee. It was legit an iceberg of cinnamon in his coffee. And I was just so embarrassed. And you made such a big scene trying to scoop it out. And you made a mess. And basically, our favorite guy at Smith & Wesson, Ben, he does the social media. He hasn't talked to me since, if we're being honest. He... 
was well, very upset that we made such a scene at his favorite local coffee shop. Yeah. So thanks for ruining that relationship. Huh. <laughs> uh, changing the subject. Yeah. Okay. Right now, coronavirus. How are you guys handling it? Or have you not really been? You're self-employed. Your wife's self-employed. So have you guys been affected by it or not really? I guess affected in the aspect that traveling wise, when I film my skits, I'm not able to have as many people mm-hmm. in my content as I would like or travel as many places. Because a big thing with my content and what I'm doing is I'm trying to branch out and be bigger than just my spot in the gun industry. So I was affected big time because I got second place at the mid 400 in my class. So BF Goodrich wanted me out to go to Moab. So we had a whole week of content planned to film shooting guns in Moab while I was jeeping with BFG and that was canceled. So in that regard, it hurt my business big time because that was going to be able to show an aspect that I haven't showed my viewers before. Mm-hmm. But along the lines of just branching out, haven't been affected too much. Just what I wanted to do has been affected. Yeah. I don't know if I've told listeners this or not, but I was invited on a trip where I was going to shoot machine guns out of helicopters which would have been cool. But we were also going to go and hunt alligators. So my first kill would have been potentially an alligator. And I think from a helicopter. I actually this would have been from an airboat. Still, that's cool, though. You're doing all those aspects. And a lot of people don't think about it, though. But that does hurt your business. So well, it does. And I was also kind of just like looking forward to it. Especially I'd be like, oh, yeah, everybody has their deer heads on the wall and I have like an alligator head and I'm just, oh, (laughs) yeah, that was my first kill. (laughs) Most people are like, oh, well, when I was five, I did a bunny rabbit or whatever. And I'm just, alligator bitches. Well, exactly. Especially (laughs) since, you know, you're in the dating world again. You can be literally like, yeah, that's my alligator. What did you kill, man? Mm -hmm. The potential (laughs) man is just going to be like, ah. Wow, you got a gator on your wall. <laughs> They're I, like, uh, I'll be back. I need to get big at balls. <laughs> 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 That's pretty much that wraps up my dating life. I don't even have to show them an alligator. I just have to be like, yeah, you know, I'm in the gun industry and I totally play it down. And even then it's just, oh, man. So there we say, like, you could probably shoot better than me. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Taught your mom and dad how to shoot better <laughs> at my class this past weekend. Yes. Yeah, basically. It's, yeah, just... It's been tough. Anyways, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was right now with the coronavirus, there's a lot of, we're going to talk about this moving forward in our political aspect, our political AF segment, but a lot of laws are being passed that are anti-gun right now. And some of them are kind of starting to grasp onto some of those quote unquote, I guess, loopholes. But there's a lot of things that people, there's a lot of misconceptions around guns and accessories that people think are either illegal or they can't do, or they had no idea that even existed. So I kind of wanted to go over some of that. Not to just in case, hey, if they outlaw guns or something, it's always been our right to be able to make guns. We can make a gun at home. So I wanted to like I said, go over that stuff so that people were aware and and kind of maybe clarify some of the misconceptions about it. Does that sound good to you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And okay, we- great, Bon. I'm so glad that you, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, we're not talking about that. We're Bye not. Again. We're not letting the cat out of the bag. No. All right. First, let's start with 80% firearms. I say we start from the beginning. All right. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. All right. So the Second Amendment, obviously, 
when it was created, and just like you said, people could create firearms any way they wanted in their yards, in their homes, anywhere they wanted. People could create guns. And uh, the biggest misconception now is, you know, military weapons. So I think getting started from the beginning when the Second Amendment was created, oh, is it an assault rifle? Oh, civilians don't need assault rifles to hunt deer and hunt that and everything. And I just want to say the Second Amendment has nothing to do with hunting. It has to do 100% with our government mm -hmm. and making sure we keep them in check and making sure that every civilian, if they choose to, can be armed and also having a militia is, I think, probably one of the most important things that we need to have to keep, you know, governments, their military in check, because if they decide to be corrupt, which we're seeing a lot of militarized uh, police forces, police mm -hmm. forces that have military. And, <laughs> I can't get that word. You need to help me out with that one. <laughs> <My mistake. laughs> uh, I would, but, but you know, I downed a bottle of vodka. <laughs> you did. You're on that level like me, you know, <laughs> having a hard time saying these words. But everybody knows what I'm saying, that these uh, police forces have the same weapons that military forces have. And I believe civilians need to be able to arm themselves the same way. Uh, so the militias, that way we can stand against a corrupt government if that comes to be. So with the Second Amendment and having guns, civilians could even have naval boats back in the time of the Second Amendment. You could have cannons and these cannons could shoot virtually anything you put in there because now they're like, oh, this gun shoots 60 rounds in a millisecond. And it's okay. That's a lie for them, for a civilian to get a gun like that. But even back then, if you backdate that, when the Second Amendment was made, mm -hmm. if you had a cannon and they were putting everything they could in these blunderbusses and cannons, they were putting glass, shards of metal, pieces of wood, rocks. So if your cannon was big enough, virtually you could be firing 300 rounds of sharp objects going into flesh. point wow. of that projectile is to kill as many people at, with the easiest stroke as possible. And that's what the Second Amendment was made for, is the proficiency of using a militarized uh, weapon against people you wanted to destroy virtually. Mm -hmm. So in essence, our Second Amendment was made to destroy corrupt governments and tyrannical governments as well. So I think we just need to get on the same page knowing, hey, can civilians own fully automatic weapons? Absolutely, because during the time when the Second Amendment was made, if you could create a firearm that could fire or kill as many people as possible with the stroke of your finger, it was legal to do so. Mm -hmm. So I think it's we just need to get in that mindset of that's what our Second Amendment was for. That's where it came up from. And those are the types of weapons people had back then. And if people really get into the history of guns and seeing how they were made, and cannons. Some people had a pistol with 20 different barrels on it, and they could literally shoot and boom, 20 bullets come out at one moment. What? I mean, it's a very heavy pistol, but if you look into the history of guns, it's amazing what some of these people were making virtually in their garages or homes or forges. Yeah. I didn't know that Sorry, they, I, I, that they really, created a gun like that. But I, you know what? You are Obviously, I always see Instagram posts where you post all these old guns and stuff, whereas I have no knowledge. I have very little knowledge of any of the older guns or any of the history, I guess, around guns. Yeah. And I guess that's one thing when it comes to politics, any of these, in my opinion, any of these politicians that are making gun laws, they need to prove that they're educated with mm -hmm. firearms and they know exactly what they're talking about because they are literally making laws based on what you know people are telling them. It's not information that they know. So they're making laws about something they know nothing about. Yeah, which we've already seen that. 
mm-hmm. many, many times. Yeah. Now going to 80% lowers. <laughs> so we, we went back in time. Now we're going to 80% lower. I wasn't going to get ahead and... of myself. I was waiting for you to just bring up the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the reason I bring that up is because yes, 80% lowers are something that people can make virtually in their garage backyard or their own personal forge if we're really getting medieval. Yeah. For example, Palmer 80, they've made it much easier for people to take an 80% firearm. So it's a firearm that's 80% done. And then you take certain tooling and it's super easy. Most people have it around their house, Dremel, some clippers, and basically just take out a few little cuts, which it comes with instructions. And then you put together your own handgun, your own AR, Lots of things out there. I think even they have uh, 80% AK receivers now. Lots of different options. But what's nice about 80% firearms is they're not serialized because they didn't leave the manufacturer completed. So there's no reason to serialize them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for a lot of people to know that and be open to discussing and saying, I don't know that. Because I, I think that's one thing that the gun industry falls short of is when somebody doesn't know something, the gun industry is so fast to criticize and make somebody feel like, oh, you didn't know that. Oh my gosh, you idiot. Yeah. So if people didn't know what an 80 percenter lower was, it's okay. I think that's one of the great things about your show, Ava, is people are able to put themselves in a position where it's okay that they don't know about things in the gun industry and they're able to learn. Well, it helps when their host doesn't know everything. (laughs) (laughs) well i think that's also why you since you are also a professional in the gun industry as well you can cater to so many people to help teach them and learn because you're an instructor so it's in your nature to teach people something that they don't know well thank you i really appreciate that have you noticed that the entire 80 percent idea has also trickled down to suppressors you can get solvent traps which you still have to file a form you'd file a form one as opposed to a form four but it takes a lot less time. It's typically just a few weeks as opposed to months, typically eight, nine months. The whole 80% concept has really gone farther than just the frame, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is one thing that the gun industry is also really good at. If you give them any law, any gun law whatsoever, they will find a way around it so that they're not breaking the law. They're just literally finding a way to be like, oh, well, this wasn't written in your bill. So aha, now people can get suppressors a little easier. And I think it's sad that we have to do it that way. But I am glad in the same token that people are finding a way for people to get what they want, rather than having to go through a much more difficult process. Or just accepting the fact, well, that's what it is. We can't have one of those. I think it also helps the fact in a way that these lawmakers have no idea what they're enforcing. So with the verbiage, it actually kind of works to our benefit to a certain degree because then we can find ways around it. Another really big quote unquote legal loophole is pistol braces, SB Tactical. That was one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to work with them. I just love how they've completely changed the industry. Anytime that you had a barrel that was shorter than 16 inches, Yeah. And what I understand, some people have even been telling me, well, in my state, this has been introduced and that's been introduced. So for me, it's it's a state by state case and scenario. 
but yeah, I believe 16 inches is what it was until now Oregon and all the liberal states are trying to come up with their own BS to stop anything they can. So basically, if it's a certain length, your barrel, which I have no idea mm-hmm. why that should even be a concern. But if you put a stock on your gun and let's say the barrel is less than 16 inches, as a result, then you would have to classify that as an NFA item, as an SBR, a short barrel rifle. But if you put a brace on it, such as the SB tactical braces, then it's just a pistol brace. It's very similar to a stock, but it has a little area where you can put your arm and usually it comes with some Velcro and so you can shoot it one-handed if you wanted to. But that's kind of a nice way to sort of still have that look and feel of an SBR, but you're not having to pay the $200 tax stamp and wait nine months for the government to approve that you could have a gun that for whatever reason, the fact that it has a stock on it and it, you know, a short barrel that it, it makes it more dangerous. Exactly. And, and for those people who are like, well, what's the difference between a brace and a stock? A brace was literally made literally to place up against your cheekbone, not against your shoulder. And it was also made, if you did, like Ava stated, wanted to shoot it with one arm, you could brace it up against your forearm and or strap it around your arm. So you physically could not push it up against your shoulder like a short barreled rifle. So that's why the braces have enabled a lot more people to enjoy having a smaller pistol with a brace on it and still be legal. SB Tactical, they've really come in clutch on that one. Oh, yeah. I think... Out of all the brace companies out there, SB Tactical is like taken over. In my opinion, they make the best braces. You see them on all different types of guns. There's a lot of exclusive braces for certain models and brands of guns and stuff like that. But SB Tactical have set the stage for that. And everything is ATF approved. And then they also, I'm trying to think how long ago was this? Maybe within the last two and a half years, they made it where it was no longer illegal to shoulder a brace. Yeah, you no longer have to, like by law, shoot one by pushing the brace up against your cheekbone and or arm. You can now shoot it from your shoulder like a buttstock and you're okay. Isn't that so dumb? Oh, it's so dumb. And literally the only people that would be catching you are people at the shooting range or if you're shooting next to an ATF officer in the wild. And I've spoken to some ATF officers have literally said that law is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That's a perfect segue for me to talk about my advertiser, SB Tactical. A few things. Right now, the TF-1913 is available on their website. It's shipping. The Triangle Brace, which was developed for the PSA AK-V, it's no longer exclusive through PSA, so you can also get that on their website. They even have the 1913 adapters for the Scorpion Evo, the MP5K. The TF-1913, for example, is going for 200 bucks, but you're not going to pay full price because you're going to use that code GUNFUNNY15 That's going to get you 15% off at sb-tactical.com. I didn't know they made it for the Scorpion. It's pretty legit. Yeah. At this point, I feel like there's nothing that they don't have their hands in that they're not doing. Every day, they're creating new braces and adapters, and it's really impressive. SB Tactical has definitely impressed me. All right. So now let's talk about magazines. Another quote-unquote loophole are magazines. For example, July 1st, 2013, when Colorado enforced the magazine ban, you couldn't get a magazine that exceeded 15 rounds, which is really stupid because 
if you owned one previously, your grandfathered into owning it, there are very few magazines out there that have any sort of serial number. So nobody can say whether you bought it before or after July 1st, 2013. And if you went to a gun store, a lot of them were taking apart magazines and selling them as parts kits. And then you'd go home, assemble them, which is not hard at all. It comprises of like four components. And I would imagine that you could probably make them pretty easily. You could figure it out. It's gone to the point now where in Colorado, gun stores will sell complete 30-round magazines. Like That's how much it's not being enforced because police officers just know there's no way to enforce it. And I think a lot of them have their hands full and they're not just going to go from gun store to gun store and see who's selling what and if it exceeds more than 15 rounds. But if you can't get your hands on 15 round magazine, you should look at the different sizes of certain magazines. For example, 50 Beowulf, it's also the same size as 223556. So if you bought 10 round 50 Beowulf magazine, you can definitely get, I don't know how many it converts to, but you can definitely get more than 10 rounds of 223556 in there. So lots of different, I don't know. Again, I hate the term loophole because it sounds like we're doing something You're illegal. Doing We're just getting creative. And again, laws are always changing. Even not too long ago, California judge said, oh yeah, this magazine restriction is unconstitutional. And then boom, open up the floodgates. So California, I think from what was it? five days. Yeah. It was like, a week I think something. it was like a week. Yeah. Everybody in California was, they were ordering online. All, everybody who was selling 30 round magazines was sold out because yeah. California ordered them all. I know. That was a great time for California. I know. And actually the same thing just kind of happened with ammunition, but it didn't last as long, but I think it was the same judge. Yeah. Yeah, Having your ammo being able to be delivered to your door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a ton of sales, but it unfortunately didn't last as long. But I remember that it's actually have a patch where it was, I don't know, it's a patch of a, a 30 round magazine and it has the date that that judge found that it was unconstitutional and yeah, so it was a good day for for California. It kind of sucks that it didn't last that long, but hopefully it gave people the chance to get as many magazines yeah. as they could. It got them something rather than nothing. And if people owned 30 round magazines before that, that they weren't supposed to, they got the perfect excuse to be like, oh, yeah, I bought this during the, the, one, the one week of freedom that we had. Mm -hmm. That's right. Just goes to knowing your state's laws, never questioning anything and always knowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, moving forward, let's talk about IWI, which is one of the newest advertisers. Vaughn, are you familiar with IWI? I'm not. Give me a history lesson, please. Are you for real? Do you, <laughs> no, do you, like, do you live under a rock or something? I mean, I know Utah's a little weird, but you're, you can't be into guns, in the gun industry especially, and not have heard of IWI. So I'm just going to assume that you were kidding. But let me tell you about the Uzi. <laughs> Yes, I have an Uzi. I freaking love it. Aw, I'm jealous. Well, the Uzi Pro SB, it features a side-folding stabilizing brace, uh, which was produced for IWI by, of course, SB Tactical. It's basically a modernized micro Uzi semi-auto pistol based on the world-famous Uzi submachine gun. The new blowback operated 9mm incorporates advanced polymers in the lower section of the receiver, resulting in lighter weight and relocating the magazine release. 
Charging handle has been moved from the top of the pistol to the left side of the receiver, which allows for a full-length Picatinny rail. And in addition to that, they also have a Picatinny rail incorporated below that so that you can add a light, a laser, and it can be mounted directly right under the barrel. I highly recommend checking it out. Head on over to IWI.us. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15. This gets you 15% off all of their accessories online. And I believe this is the first time that I'm saying this code. So you heard that right. GUNFUNNY15 gets you 15% off all of the accessories. Now it is time for Political AF. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's Political AF. All right, so today we're going to talk about the Senate Democrats use COVID firearm buying spree as an excuse to push ghost gun ban. Basically, the current spike in gun buying, they're now using it as an excuse, which they're saying that it's creating more violence, even though there's actually been a lower case of violence, even though everyone's out buying guns. But as a result, the Democrats in the U.S. Senate filed legislation to regulate so-called quote-unquote ghost guns. So the lawmakers unveiled the 10-page, it's called the Untraceable Firearms Act on May 14th. This bill would require that unfinished frames and receivers, such as 80% lowers, would be treated the same way as fully completed firearms to include serialization and federal background checks before transfers. The supporters of the measure say it's urgently needed because of the recent jump in gun sales, which I think is bullshit. The pandemic is spraying a deeply disturbing demand in untraceable weapons, said U.S. Senate Richard Blumenthal, uh, Democrat in Connecticut. He said, quote, Congress must act urgently to stop these homemade ghost guns before they spur the next horrifying wave of gun violence. Which, between you and I, have you ever heard of a 80% firearm ever being used in a mass shooting? No, not at all. If you ever did, you know we would be the first people to hear about it being like, aha, this garage ghost gun 80% lower killed so many people. And it made it so much more dangerous than any normal gun. Like, we would have, we would have heard all about that. Oh, yeah, totally. I think, honestly, because criminals just aren't smart enough, and a lot of these gun people don't have a ton of knowledge about the gun industry. I think they just go out, buy a gun. They don't even really take the time to train themselves on it, in my opinion. Oh, there's a huge learning curve, like 100%. Because even just going back to loopholes and whatnot, I know we don't want to call it that, but even when I got a vertical grip, don't put it on a pistol that has a brace on it, I left a gun store with a Chris Vector. And I had this, it wasn't a vertical grip. It had a degree. It was one of the first not vertical grips, but it looked just like it if you were looking at it. Mm -hmm. And I remember I did a video of me shooting it. And so many people were like, ATF's going to come up your ass. (laughs) And I got so much shit. The troll pages that people say, like they made memes about me, like, oh yeah, ATF's going to kick down my door, grab that vertical grip off your, your AR pistol. And I was like, no, it's legal. My gun store had me leave there. They put it on and they were the ones who told me about it. But the internet was so quick to jump on it. And they just weren't even educated before the gun store even got these accessories. Wow. And it was just, a, it was a horrible thing for me because my name got tarnished during it. People were like, this idiot. <laughs> and it's just like, no, guys, you're actually the idiots because it's not a vertical grip. It's part of that loophole. They found a way for you to use it the same way it was intended. Yeah. 
That's actually funny. I would actually, I would like to see some of those memes. Just, you know, in case I'm having a bad day one day and I just want to pull it up and laugh. Oh, and-, oh, and I, you know, the memes used to really get to me. And then I think everybody goes through a spell of growing thick skin. And now I just laugh. I literally laugh at any meme made about me. I'm, I'm actually happy when somebody does because I'm like, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, no, totally. Because a lot of times those memes go viral. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but at first I was like, oh, no, I've only seen memes about famous people, not me. I'm not famous. <laughs> They're just like, no, this idiot. So, so yeah. And it's, it's just the gun community, you know, people think they know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's so many keyboard warriors and know-it-alls and, oh, I think that that's actually what I hate the most about being in this industry is just the know-it-alls and they don't think twice to look into something before opening their mouth and correcting you when a lot of times they're wrong. Oh yeah. And they'll have a FUD at a gun store, tell them straight in the face, yep, this is everything you need to know about this. And that person leaves as if God just told them all the knowledge on this one certain subject about a gun. And then they jump online and they spew off all that information that FUD gave them. And they're, no, this is the truth. I will take it till I die. And it's the furthest thing from the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, going back to this political AF segment, SB 3743 would alter definitions in federal law to consider a firearm receiver as the part of a firearm that provides the housing for the trigger group, regardless of the stage of manufacture, including a blank casting or machined body that requires modification, including machining, drilling, filing, or molding to be used as part of a functional firearm and which is designed and intended to be used in assembly of a functional firearm. So basically... It's so broad that you could almost classify a hunk of metal could now be considered a firearm. Oh, yeah. And any material, too, because, I mean, like you just said, you're reading a segment out of a 10 page, pretty much a 10 page proposal that they were like, yes, we need to pass this. And it's so broad, even drawing or picking up a stick that looks like a gun is pretty much illegal with how broad this is, just like you stated. Oh, yeah. Well, same with innocuous parts kits, you know, that are often used to fix existing guns. They would even fall, if you think about it, under this law. When I first went over this, I literally, I had the thought and I was like, okay, this could literally fall into the definition of BB guns, paintball guns, cap guns, because it was that broad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I mean, this could even be accounted for that. Nerf guns are next after I read this. Yeah. And said also something about there had to be at least one main component, such as the frame or the barrel, I believe, had to be out of metal. This would expand the UFA, which is the Undetectable Firearms Act, to include even prototype guns. Further, it would mandate that the slide cylinder frame or receiver of a handgun be made of steel. Shotguns and rifles would have to have a steel barrel. When people write this up, I wonder if they even know that there is a second amendment. Oh, I know. I mean, and there's just... They're literally wasting taxpayer dollars and everything just with their time because you're just wasting your time on something that shouldn't be. People ask, how pro 2A are you? And I'm just like, well, none of us should have to pay taxes on guns. Mm -hmm. Like nobody. I mean, nobody should have to pay a tax on a right. Yeah. Literally. And we're, we're paying taxes left and right like crazy. I know. So even for them to even make this proposal, it's... Asinine. But I would have thought California or uh, Massachusetts or Maryland would have come out with something like this first. I know. Yeah, I agree. That, Unfortunately, though, it just loops. it just goes to show that it's spreading throughout other states. Yeah. True. Who's going to get more aggressive is almost what it's like. Right. 
I remember when I first got into the firearms industry, I really wasn't that political. I was like, well, I figured I just rolled out of New York City. Pretty much all my friends were super liberal, anti-gun. And I wasn't anti-gun, but I was just, meh, you know, I was pretty safe in New York. Nothing ever happened. But I got to say, over the years, the more educated I get and the more I'm in the industry, I don't think that there should be any laws. I've gotten so liberal in the sense of not having any laws. And I've gotten very political as well. Anytime I teach a class and then my students, they bring up, you know, they ask me a question, something political, and I just go on this huge ass rant and Mm -hmm. try to convince my students to vote against any gun laws. (laughs) It's really bad. (laughs) You're like, I'm sending my army out, my little minions, because that's how I view everybody that's in your class. They then become your minions. I know, right? Well, it also kind of reminds me it's the anti-college teacher where the college professors always know there should not be any guns and they're always pushing their agenda on these students that can't form an opinion for themselves. So they're just, yeah, well, my teacher says this and they look up to the teacher and suddenly that's how they think. It's kind of like I'm the opposite of the college professor. Yeah, so there's that. (laughs) But I don't care. I don't care living my best life. Just trying to change the world one person at a time. One class at a time. That's right. That's right. (laughs) All right. Talk about changing the world. Sharps Bros, their heat seeker chassis with the 14 inch carbon fiber handguard. It's made for the Howa 1500 mini action. It's on sale right now for $549.79. Don't ask me about the 79 cents. I don't know. Usually it's like $549.99, but this is 79. Anyways, it's a great place to start if you want to build a very accurate bolt gun, which will look better than a lot of the chassis out there, and they typically cost way more than this. So definitely check it out. I think it looks great. I've heard good things about it. Head on over to sharpsbros.com. Now it's time for I actually like their apparel, too. They've got good apparel. Oh, yeah. Actually, they do. They have some pretty cool shirts. All right. Now it's time for the Q&A. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. All right. Today's question, what are the best and worst gun purchases you've ever made? Oh, Lord. I've made some bad gun purchases in my day. (laughs) Really? (laughs) But I would say they all come from pawn stores. So I can't get mad at the manufacturer. I guess I could, but I am an avid pawn shop. Oh, yeah, because that's so the first time I met you, that's where we were going. We asked, <laughs> let me let me go back. It was in it. We were I wanted to go to antique stores. Yeah. And then I resorted to pawn stores, which you guys both shot me down. And our friend Ben, we were like, hey, Ben, since you know the area and I had nothing else to do, everybody already left. And I was like, well, I guess I'll tag along. All right, let's go to some stupid antique stores. And everyone went to the casino and I wanted to go antiquing. <laughs> Thankfully, they were closed. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, so you go to pawn shops, you buy used yeah. guns. I do, because I'm a gun collector, gun enthusiast, so I love to collect historic guns, guns with a story, X, Y, and Z, you get the picture. But yeah, gosh, the worst gun I've ever bought. Well, wait, <sighs> let me go back to this real quick. So would you say it's worth it to buy guns at pawn shops at this point? Have you found some pretty good deals or some Ooh, like I rare would. guns? I would. Like like right now is the best time, in my opinion, to go to pawn stores because anytime when people lose their jobs, 
and they need money, what do they automatically do? They go rummage through their house, their grandpa's stuff, their family heirlooms. They're like, well, I didn't need this before, but I might be able to get money out of it now so I can, you know, keep up my habits. So they will literally go through their best stuff and take it to a pawn store and sell it. And you're mainly looking at cool guns, cool antiques, gold and silver, hmm. uh, you know, historic relics too. you know, revolutionary World War One, a lot of World War Two stuff also comes out Vietnam because people are literally selling their sick grandpa's or dad's grandpa's stuff. Yeah. So that's why I always say during an economic time like this, it's a great time to check that out. So I've been scouring a few pawn shops, but through my experience of doing this, I have also, you take a gamble at some of them because it's not brand new. You, you're taking somebody's word for it. That took somebody else's word for it. And, so, and that's kind of what makes it fun too. You're like, Ooh, I'm buying kind of something that, that I could get a home run with or something that, is a complete piece of shit. <laughs> all right. So let's hear. So then, all right. So you've gotten some good stuff. I want to hear what's the worst. What are a few oh. of the worst things? Yeah. So I got this Browning shotgun, double barreled shotgun from, I think it was like 1941. And uh, this thing is so cool. So it was a special limited edition. It had ivory for the sights. So when you wow. look at this, you're like, oh, grandpa, you must have taken this to Africa and like brought down every animal. <laughs> and it's like, yes, boy, I did. I did. Well, anyways, <laughs> I took this thing out, right? And the guy at the pawn shop's like, yep, this seems like brand new, man. It'll shoot like nothing else. And I was like, really? Okay, cool. So, you know, it's got the double triggers. It's got the double hammers. It shoots, dry fires, great in the shop. I'm like, okay, cool. Deal. Done. So I bought this and, you know, uh, I have it in my little arsenal that I'm taking out for the day and I'm shooting this thing. Right. And have you ever seen far and away with Tom Cruise? Mm, I don't think so. All right. Well, for my old school OGs who have seen it, Tom Cruise is in Ireland and he's given this old musket and he's on a quest to go kill his landlord who basically burnt his family's farm because he was living on this landlord's land and they weren't paying their taxes. So he goes to kill his landlord and he pulls up this musket when he confronts him and he says, for Captain Moonlight. And he shoots this musket and the rifle is so old, it explodes in Tom Cruise's face. The rifle cuts into pieces. I mean, first thing you think is like, holy shit, Tom Cruise is, is dead. But his face is all blackened from the gunpowder, the misfire, and the rifle is in pieces. So, anyways, I, I, uh, I had my, <laughs> I had my moment for Captain Moonlight when I shot this rifle and it exploded. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, thank God I have a beard, and now now I know. You mean why, you had uh, a beard? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Luckily, I have so much of it, nobody really noticed. But during the Civil War, they actually encouraged their soldiers to grow beards to protect their faces. And, I feel like uh, it, it would be a fire hazard. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess so. But it protected their faces from muzzle flash because they were firing so much. It protected the, their skin from muzzle flash burns. Wow. Because it would just burn their hair. So yeah, I got my beard partially burnt and uh, haven't really told. I didn't tell my wife that story because I could tell she would be like, oh, buying guns that are just going to get you killed, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That actually kind of makes me want to go to pawn shops now. 
and, and everyone is a mystery. Well, so it's not like not that story. Not like I want to get like, a gun blow up in my face. <laughs> you don't want to have your Captain Moonlight moment. I literally should have taken that shotgun and just put it on the wall. That would have been a nice wall hanger. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, actually I, ivory down the sides. Yeah, yeah. So go to a pawn shop, find some treasures. <laughs> that reminds me of this gun that I put together. It was an AR and. I ended up, I sent it to have it Cerakoted. And when I got it back, it just did not shoot the same way. And I had my boyfriend at the time shoot the gun. And I forget why. I think we were messing around with it, trying to do something. So I was like, here, shoot this. And he's like, I'm pretty sure the charging handle just came back and hit me in my face. Oh. And he's like, did you see that? And I'm like, no. And he's all right, I'm going to shoot it, record it, and let's see. So I record it, not on slow-mo, because I could just thumb through the video and see where it comes back. And sure enough, it comes back and hits him in the face and then goes forward again. It was like the weirdest thing. And to this day, I cannot figure out what the heck is wrong with it. I didn't put a lot of time into it. It was just one of those things. Okay, well, it's broke. All right, you know, just put it back in my safe. But that reminds me, I need to have it fixed and figure out what the issue is. He did it. He did it. That was a self-inflicting wound. The second time around. Yeah. That's like being scoped. Like, oh, did you see me? I just got scoped. <laughs> right. Do it again. Record me. <laughs> I think he wasn't even sure. He's like, what just happened? And oh, so I was well, like, okay. Glad you didn't lose an eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> yeah, well, looking back, you know, the sucker, he cheated on me. So it's okay. I mean, if he lost an eye now, thinking <laughs> back, it's not really a big deal. It's <laughs> a <laughs> <So> Captain Moonlight. <laughs> Maybe it would prevent him from having wandering eyes, if you you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> to a wandering eye. That's a dad joke. It is. I'm a dad, so it's okay. What about the best purchase? Oh, boy. There are so many. I own so many good guns. Gosh. I mean, I mean, I mean that can, is... we limit it, can we limit it? A pistol, a revolver, an AR, a yeah, shotgun? Sure. I mean, yeah, a little bit I mean, of tell, column tell A. Tell me one. You can't just say, sure, I'm leaving this up to you. You got to tell me one. I'm going to say a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, you know. <laughs> All right. What is your best collectible gun that you scored nighthawk 357 revolver it's actually a nighthawk course with the compensator on the end of it so they have this it they have this engineer that comes in from germany and he puts this handgun together and then he's responsible for that gun for the duration of its pretty much life because it's got a lifetime warranty so owning one of those it was kind of one of those moments where i'm just like wow i bought a really cool used jeep grand cherokee because that's that's how much it was you know wow (laughs) but it is a really nice revolver and for those of you who aren't familiar with the nighthawk course revolver it has the rails on both sides of the revolver so it looks like a futuristic revolver a lot of people see them but they don't see them with the compensators on it and that's what really sold me to it because i'm just like wow if you ever met a villain and he pulled out this gun you'd be like yeah that makes sense. I'm meeting the the boss villain and he has this gun. So that's why I say that was a really big score for me. Hmm. Nice. I like it. I don't know yeah, what mine should. would be. I'm actually looking at my gun wall right now. Well, pick up pistol. We'll narrow it down for you. What was okay. A really good so here's score? the thing. I'm going to say my Glock 19 because, you know, it protects me and, you know, it's it's reliable and yeah. 
It's the Toyota Corolla <laughs> of the collection. Yeah, it basically <laughs> is though, right? There's like nothing great about it. You're like, yeah, I got a Glock. And you're like, yeah, cool. You and everyone else. But it's one of those things that's not going to break down. It's reliable and it could potentially well, save mean, your life. I mean, when when you talk about a Glock, you just want to go back to uh, Bruce Willis's uh, definition of a Glock in Die Hard 1 when he's talking about the bad guy he killed and he was armed with a Glock. And what did he say? Oh, he was, oh, John McClane was like, yeah, you know what one of these Glocks cost you? It costs more than you make in a month. That's somebody you want to pay attention to, okay? These guys are serious. So he's pretty much saying these guys are loaded and they've got Glocks and they're expensive. But for the, you know, late 80s, they probably were a little more expensive. I was like, wait a minute, but, pump the brakes because, you know, yeah, if you yeah, if that's yeah. what you make in a month, we got to have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> but that I think that also just goes to show the durability of how long um, their name has uh, preceded them in yeah. the name Glock. And now they are a lot more affordable for people to have. But John McClane, ever since I heard that definition of a Glock, I'm like, I'm going to make that one stick. Huh, that's funny. And I've seen that. It's been forever since I've seen that movie. But yeah, I don't really know. It's like, a Christmas movie. Oh, well, speaking of Christmas movies, I just saw Die Hard for the first time just this last Christmas. Isn't that ridiculous? It's very appropriate. Yeah, but it's for the first time ever. <laughs> that is that is sad. That is sad. I would have expected you to see like Die Hard 5 this past Christmas and be like, yeah, I just never saw it. But Die Hard 1, yeah. that's when we got to say what's up. I know. I kept thinking, where have I been my entire life? I've never seen that. I went to a girlfriend's house. We had dinner and her fiance was watching it. We sat down. I was like, oh my God, this is great. Because I don't really like old movies. I guess I don't like old stuff. I don't collect old guns or anything. And again, even my knowledge is just, I'm only interested in newer stuff, but mm-hmm. I do I appreciate the history behind things and everything like that. But but yeah, I'm, I'm like, how is it that I'm in the gun industry now? The whole I got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll be making Hans jokes, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I think in the gun industry, especially when there's so many products out there, there's so many things you want to get your hands on and buy. It's very rare to go after the older stuff because there's so much new stuff continuously coming out and to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so don't feel bad. Don't well, feel bad. You'll. I also have only been in the gun industry. I mean, I only shot my first gun eight years ago. So it's not like I've been growing yeah. up with guns. I did grow up with guns, but it's not like I really took the time to learn about guns. So it's, it's not like it was your profession. Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on to Polymer 80. With everything going on in the political realm, 60 Minutes did a piece on 80% firearms. As a result, it made business skyrocket, and a lot of things are sold out right now on the Polymer 80 website. But there's still some things here and there. I would definitely recommend whatever you can find. I would definitely get it now because who knows what's going to happen. So they sell products there. It's just not as well stocked as it has been previously. Head on over to Palmer80.com. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY and that gets you 15% off. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. All right, so today we are going to be talking about Midwest Industries. Basically, they launched a clone of the USAF 
new survival rifle. So the GAU-5AASDW. And I don't even know what all that stands for. Clicked on the link to see what it looks like. I actually don't really have a lot of knowledge about the USAF's survival rifle to begin with. Maybe you do. But it looks kind of cool. Collapsible, right? Yeah, so it has the quick release barrel and then the fab folding pistol grip. So it's ultra compact, which makes it the perfect backpack gun. You know, if you're going on a hike, you want to, you know, I don't really know what you would use it for. I guess bears. I don't I'm not sure. <laughs> well, in the Air Force, they fly all around the world. Oh, yeah. shit! So you're not going to be going bear hunting with this. <laughs> well, hey, you might run into a bear and you might scare that bear. But you know what? At least you have something to be ready for anything. So <laughs> if the Air Force is making something like that, you know it has to be extremely reliable, withstand the cold, the hot, the sand, the humidity, any temperature. It has to be able to withstand that. So you got to think about that. The Air Force has no idea where they're going down. And they want to make sure they have a rifle that can do whatever it needs to do, wherever it is. Dang, is this a paid advertisement? Because I'm going to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying what the Air Force considers when they when they have a when they call what they have a survival gun. Yeah, no, that's actually that's a really good point because a lot of these guns aren't labeled uh, survival rifle, and um, these are made for pilots and air crew force uh, to eject over hostile territory. So you're right. And it has to be made well for all kinds of different circumstances. The full gun is available for $1,450. That's MSRP. You could also pick up the standalone upper for about $850 MSRP. Midwest Industries are warning that the clones are available for back order, but they won't ship until May or June. And that's because of the whole ongoing coronavirus outbreak. You could order one now, but you're not going to get it until... Well, I mean, it's May, but I guess end yeah, of May. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we're in May. Yay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You know what? I got to say, ever since this whole coronavirus thing, I couldn't even tell you what the hell, what day it is, what month it is. Even today, is it almost the end of the month? Is it the beginning? Did I pay my mortgage? Do I owe my mortgage? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I really, I have no idea. <laughs> it's horrible. And you're, then you're, you're alive and that's what matters. Yeah. I don't have the Rona. So, and I still have my job. What more can you ask for in times like this? Okay, wait. Actually, I want to change the subject for a second because you're in Utah, neighboring state. Did you guys get a huge increase of Miller moths? Not where I'm at, but we did get an increase of a few other bugs. <sighs> Earlier today, I was recording my other podcast, uh, the Basic American Podcast with Ben from Skillset Magazine. I asked him the same thing because he's in Arizona. Because I'm thinking the entire U.S. got flooded with Miller moths, but apparently it's probably only in Colorado. When I say a huge influx, I'm not even over-exaggerating. There's literally, so last night I had to drop my girlfriend off at her house and it was, I don't know, maybe 9.30, so it was kind of getting dark. And I had to open my garage really quickly, hurry up, drive in and shut my garage as quickly as possible because all these moths just started coming into my garage. And then I, (laughs) I'm not even kidding. And then I, (laughs) I shut my front porch lights off because I didn't even want to attract them around my house. And I had my bedroom light on, but I literally taped my curtains to the wall so that there wasn't even a little bit of light showing. (laughs) Because for all I know, they're going to try to like get through the window. I have no idea if there's little spots that they can get through. But so, yeah, so far, five of them have managed to get into my house. And I've been pretty busy with the vacuum, not going to lie. 
it's insane. I have never in my entire life have seen this many moths. Even just driving down the street, you just see them. They're all over the place. And all I keep thinking is the 2020, literally the worst year ever, coronavirus, killer hornets, Miller moths, UFOs, you name it. Oh, it's coming our way. The end of the world is near. I'm glad you think it's so funny. Okay. Um, no, I'm just thinking, all right, now you're just going to be like, what are you going to arm yourself with now? It's the end of the world. What were you sitting behind your door away from the moths? What, what did you arm yourself with to protect oh, yourself? From got the perfect answer. You ready for this, honey? Ready. All right. I take the vacuum and I take the tube, take it out of the vacuum. And then I put a flashlight at the end of the tube. I tape it around and then I put the flashlight on. I put the vacuum on. <laughs> Wow. That is some entrapment right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish I could take credit, but I saw it on a thread um, in my neighborhood because these moths are so bad that it's the next door app and people are like, what are you guys doing to hoard off these moths? And one girl's like, well, my little brother does this. And I was like, dude, that's actually genius. And I'm totally going to do that if they all break into my house. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Death by moths. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is horrible, though. Counted as a coronavirus death. Yeah, Yeah, I know. No kidding. You would literally, you would die from being attacked by moths and they would legit label it COVID-19. That's so sad. It's so sad. And now it is time for Trigger Brew, which is basically getting me through this whole COVID thing because I'll admit I've been a little lazy. Even if you guys follow my YouTube channel, even the other day, Vaughn, when I talked to you, and I'm, I have no idea how you're pushing out this much content because personally, I've been so unmotivated and I do have access to the range. I almost hate to admit that, but it's just, oh, it's hard. It's hard to record content with everything going on. But what, her, she just said she has access to the range and she's not using it. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, excuse me, editor. Yeah, if you could just edit that out. I don't want people to, you know, hate me and stone my house. Um, At least they're stoning you. They're not shooting you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Trigger <laughs> Brew, though, has actually kept me fairly motivated, typically in the morning. Then I work out, and then working out kind of lasts me throughout the rest of the day. But I love their coffee. Their coffee's amazing. But aside from that, they're jerky, too. I know everybody's kind of sitting around eating a lot of junk food, and I'll totally admit, I'm not even kidding, ate an entire thing, an entire tray of Oreos the other night. So bad. So there's that. Double stuff? Yeah, of course. Who would just, yeah, double stuff or GTFO? All right, all right, you passed the test. Yeah, I mean, hello, if I'm going to do it, if I'm going to put all those calories in my body, I'm going to do it right. So what I would recommend, instead of put the Oreos down, and pick up a bag of beef jerky because they have amazing flavors. Really great. You can get them. I think there's two different size bags. They even have a pack if you want to try all four of them. But when you go and you buy their stuff, head on over to triggerbrew.com. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY and that gets you 20% off. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as mind a f okay so this article actually made me laugh this woman she created a instagram page for her dog and it was a few years she kind of forgot about it and then she got married and she figured you know what it's time that i update my dog's facebook profile and 
give it her newest last name and she forgot her dog's login information. You know, I, I was wondering where this was going because when I read the intro, I was like, what? what? <laughs> am, I, am I reading this right? <laughs> okay, well, okay. Like, it gets right. better. It gets better. Hold oh, on, okay. hold on. All right. Then this lady is like, dang, I don't remember the login. So she does the whole forgot password thing, whatever. She gets a hold of somebody on Facebook. And basically somebody at Facebook was, yeah, you need to issue a government ID or driver's license to show that this is the owner of this Facebook page or profile. So she put it on Twitter and she's, oh, I'm locked out of my dog's Facebook account that I created in 2010. They won't let me back in unless I send a copy of his driver's license. This whole thing just made me think of Tickles. And I'm just like, man, Tickles, please do not forget your password because for one, she's not even tall enough to see over the steering wheel. So to pass a driving test, like that's just a no go. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be as realistic as possible about this. So, yeah. So after I read this article, I sat Tickles down. I had a legit talk with her and I was, listen, like, like, listen, Tickles, you little bitch. (laughs) Well, whoa, okay. Whoa. No, all I said, all I said was that you need to write down your password and put it in a few different places. Smart. Yeah. I'm trying to raise her right. You know, do you have like a Facebook? Yeah, little, little. So on Instagram, tack tickles, T A C underscore tickles. Uh, That's I'm the sorry. Dad laugh coming out of me. <laughs> yeah, like if you say it really quickly, it's like tacticals. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what got it. me. Got yeah. me on that one. Yeah. I was, yeah. I need was... to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty cute. She posts some pretty funny things. Actually, I need to post this video. The other day I gave her her first blueberry and she didn't really know what to do with it. She played around with it. And all I kept thinking was she's going to get blueberry juice on my white rug. (laughs) Oh gosh. Just. You are a dog mom. I know. I'm also a clean freak. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So moving into the next segment, Triarch Systems. They are another newer advertiser. They're known for their Tri-11s. They'll Gucci up your Glocks. They have ARs. In addition to that, they also sell their barrels for all of the guns that they make. And I have no idea how to pronounce this. The polygonal, polygonal, I don't know. But basically, their barrels, they use a proprietary rifling known as a single edge polygonal. And the rifling has a single edge area and a polygonal area separating the grooves. So basically, blah, blah, blah. Basically, in other words, it's a combination which reduces deformation of the bullet due to its minimal engraving. Well, we're talking about precision shooting here. Yeah, that's right. That that is a big thing when it comes to a barrel, you know, deforming a bullet because you're not going to get the precision uh, shots every single time. They're going to be different. Well, yeah, definitely. So the tighter seal of the projectile um, reduces Mm -hmm. the loss of gas pressure and results in sub MOA accuracy. Who doesn't like an accurate gun? You know what I'm saying? And it's funny because people, when they're not hitting the bullseye, they're like, I don't know. I think my sights are off. And you're like, oh, okay. But sometimes the barrel, <laughs> it could be the barrel if, if your accuracy isn't that great. So yeah. there's there's that. Anyways. How many factors go into that? I know. Yeah. Anyways, head on over to triarchsystems.com and use the code GF5 and that gets you 5% off. Now it's time for iTunes review. So guys, I only have one iTunes review left. After I read these two, I only have one left and that's it. So guys, if you haven't left a review yet, 
or if you have and you want to leave another one, by all means, feel free. But we need to get these iTunes reviews coming. And Vaughn, that's what are you guys doing with your life? It's it's COVID nineteen. It's the coronavirus. Yeah, no shit. Go leave a review. Leave a review. Do it. Do it. Do yeah, it. no kidding. Open, They're just the sitting trunk. on their couch. Uh, now picking up my phone right now and, and pressing on that little podcast icon on my Apple phone. It's just, uh, it's too hot. And then searching for That's gun funny and then having to go and scroll down where it says reviews and it has the little stars. Yeah, no, it's too hot. And then I got to title it. Ugh. If but you're yeah. listening to this and you made it this far in this <laughs> podcast, you got to leave a review. Leave a review. I mean, if people are making, if they are making Facebook profiles of their dogs, you can make a review for Ava. That's, yeah, that's actually a really good point. All right. So anyways. Yeah, it's a world that we live in when people are making profiles for their dogs. But oh, wait, they won't. Sorry, but they won't. They they, say, You're in that category, but you have a cute <laughs> for your dog. So. But guess what? I also won't hesitate to leave a review for a small business. Hey. Hey, there is a war on small businesses right now. So guys, do yourself a favor. Leave this small business a good review. Yeah. Not not just a review, a good review. Yeah, this business is so small. It's me, Tickles, and my editor, okay? <laughs> Super small. <laughs> Tickles is fucking getting me every time. Every time. Tickles is a part of the crew. Tacticals. Hold the vacuum. No, she does. Yeah, no, she does the flashlight. I put the vacuum. She's too small to hold the vacuum. She might get vacuumed up, but she does the flashlight. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. First review. Don from Vegas, five stars. Hearing the COVID blues, Ava has been a godsend during these dark days of the lockdown blues. She provides reliably interesting content and makes being locked in your house seem like a mini vacation to Guntown. Even before the great imprisonment, the show has always been informative and entertaining, but now more than ever, it's been an invaluable distraction from the madness of our world, and the host's efforts deserves a trophy of sorts that has been properly sterilized. Oh, wow. dang. He had Dawn. me. I know. Dawn, Dawn, Dawn from you. Vegas. Dawn. That was so sweet. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think you deserve to meet up for a cheeseburger after that review. Next shot. With show, you? In Vegas. No, with Dawn. No, I mean, you but like, you... With you, he just won a cheeseburger to a sit down with you. With you, yeah, <laughs> with, with you, because he left you. He left you that review. I mean, that was. But that you was like poetic. I mean, Don't, it was. You it, are the man. And then to She's top it off, surprise. to top it off, Go he on. ended it with sterilized. That just stole my heart. Because you're a clean freak. Yeah. Don is an avid listener. You deserve to sit down with him and have a cheeseburger in Vegas. For Shot Show 2021, if the Corona if, hasn't got it, if, if it happens, yeah, I don't know. That's but with him being sterilized, you know, it could happen. That's clean. But you know what? I'm gonna add a little bit extra on on that. I'm gonna bring my friend Vaughn too, and we're all gonna eat a cheeseburger. So Vaughn, you better That's not be on a diet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I am on this war path to get rid of the dad bod. So hey, I'll tell you what. Maybe if, that'll happen, Don. Listen, maybe maybe you should just. Doesn't want me there. No, you know? he he probably does. He probably does. <laughs> <laughs> you're speaking for Don already. He wants you there. Gonna go, Don. If you end up dating Ava, that's how your relationship's gonna go. She's already speaking for you. All so right. We're all getting cheeseburgers. You know what? No, no, forget it. You're not coming. I'm single. You know how am I supposed to meet a nice boy if I don't put myself out there? So, Don. Wait, getting a cheeseburger, Vaughn, you're not coming, okay? Don't ruin bravo, this date. Bravo, <laughs> Me and Tickles are going to go hang out. 
All right. Second review, James T. 89, five stars, deviously entertained. Fourth grade Ava was deviously awesome. Pure comedic genius putting tanning lotion on that girl's nose. Great episode with tons of interesting information about Chris and the development of the vector. You're not even going to ask about the tanning lotion on the nose. Okay. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. We're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. You don't care. It's it's fine. I thought we were besties. I'm sorry, James T. 89. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. So does that mean that Don from uh, Vegas is the winner out of those two? Yeah. Sorry, James. <laughs> Don, you're welcome, bro. <laughs> All right. Wrapping up, guys, head on over to gunfunny.com. You can find links to everything. There's actually affiliate links. So if you guys are shopping for gun parts, Brownells, Rainier Arms, Palmetto, any of those places, chances are I have an affiliate link. So if you just click on the menu where it says affiliates, and then click on the store that you want to buy stuff from. I will automatically get a small percentage of whatever sales you guys buy. So it's a great way to support the show if you don't want to become a Patreon. But if you do want to support the show, I would consider becoming a Patreon. Vaughn, you're actually in that Patreon group. Okay. Um, yeah, you are. Yeah. I put you in oh. there. I gave you a freebie, you. okay? Yeah, of course. That's nice. But don't play that. stupid, okay? You know you're in there. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, I've actually added quite a few big names in there. I didn't go out of my way to introduce them because I didn't want to call a lot of attention and then them having to get a 100 plus friend request. But there's actually some pretty big YouTubers in there um, or in Vaughn's case, you know, Instagrammers. But anyways, you can become a Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash gunfunny. Lots of different levels, lots of chances to win cool stuff. You can get a patron-only Gunfunny patch, which these will never be for sale. Also, Blown Deadlines giving away a $300 gift certificate every month for a Cerakote job. He actually just also finished the IWI Masada pistol that we're going to be giving away. He did an awesome Cerakote job on that, and I think he also engraved the Gunfunny logo on the top of the slide. Also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Ryan Morrison, Elliot and Mike Pappas, Joe Lyons, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Joshua Hamp, and Sportsman's Guide. King of the Patreons is still Jon Snow, and he wants me to say that if you ever want to see a list of Operator Tickle's enemies, just read the extinct species list. To <laughs> get it? John Snow is he was he was the top Patreon last time I was a guest on here. Yeah. Well, he actually even upped his Patreon even more than that. So I think it's gonna be a while before somebody overthrones him. Well, I mean, Game of Thrones is now over. (laughs) Won't last forever, John Snow. Okay, you see what I did there. I get it. All right. Well, Vaughn, aka the man spot, for listeners who want to follow your exciting adventures and all your little funny content, where can they find you? Uh, just Instagram, The Man Spot. I'm also located on Facebook, The Man Spot as well. And my website, if you want to support me, my three children, and my wife and two dogs, you can go to themanspotusa.com. We've got cool uh, patriotic apparel. And it's not just flashy and like, oh, we're going to outstomp you with our snake and 3%. It's just very chill patriotic gear. It's actually, that, uh, it is really cool. I think you guys have designed some really nice stuff. Yeah, our apparel is there to teach the history of America. So if you're sitting down having a beer or a drink or something, and somebody's like, hey, what's up with your shirt? It strikes up a conversation about the history of America. So you're actually edifying and having a good conversation with the apparel you're wearing. Yeah. 
Yeah, good. I like that's a great idea because that's how it starts is with a conversation. Exactly. And that's that's just what we're about, educating America and uh, making sure our history isn't forgotten. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me. And it was a little bit of a shit show, but, you know, I appreciate it. And you totally made my night. And I'm going to go drink more vodka. Guys, don't forget to follow The Man Spot, Instagram, Facebook. Check out his website. And we're out of here. See you guys. Have a safe uh, apocalypse. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. 